Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a solo episode of the Uncivilized Podcast. This is Trevor Bohm. I am your host. And usually I have a guest on, but this week I want to do something uh, a little bit different because I keep getting this question, or I've gotten this question asked a number of times in the past month, I think because of the pandemic. People have been asking me to share my journey of quitting drinking, something that I did about five years ago. Every single day, I get a message from someone on Instagram or someone over email saying, hey, I read about you not drinking or quitting drinking or I watched this video. That's crazy. (laughs) Would you mind sharing a bit about your story or like, hey, I've gone two weeks. It's really hard. Hey, I've tried a couple times, et cetera. So I want to share the full thing with you guys this week. I'm going to keep this relatively short. The podcast episode will be about 20 minutes I'm going to talk about what my situation was, why I made the choice, and then more importantly, what were the challenges from it and what were the benefits? So here we go. About five years ago in January, uh, I was sitting in the parking lot of a church in Santa Barbara, California, and I was shaking my head back and forth going like, I can't believe I'm here. I cannot believe I'm here. Uh, And I was sitting outside of an AA meeting. And it must have been, I don't know, six hours earlier that I had called a buddy of mine named Jamie and said, Jamie, I think it's time that I shift my life, right? I think I want to give up drinking, give up smoking pot and and live a different way. And he went, hmm, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to go to an AA meeting. I was like, yeah, um, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I drink three, four times a week you know, maybe a 12 pack a week if I'm lucky. He goes, I don't give a shit what you are. I don't give a shit who you are, what you think. If you really want to do this, go to the meeting. Then it'll be real and you'll get to see some other people who have gone through a similar path. I was like, all right, I'm at the point now where I'm listening to other people more than I listen to myself. I did reach out and call him. My, just to give you some context, I was in the early stages of a marital separation and a business partnership separation. So I was, I was going through some shit and I figured while I'm going through some shit, I might as well clear out all the things that don't serve me. Hear that again. I might as well clear out all the things that don't serve me. Or in this case, two of the biggest things that don't serve me, right? I'm a believer that if you want to have a big change, You have to make big change. If you want a big result, you've got to take big action. You want to lose 100 pounds, you got to sign up for like a 100K race. You know, you want to get a black belt in jujitsu, start signing up for tournaments or fight in a cage. Like, do some big shit to shake yourself up. So there I was sitting in the parking lot, uh, questioning everything, wondering how the hell I got here. Was I an alcoholic? Uh, What would happen if I quit drinking? What would my life be like if I quit drinking? What would dating be like? Now that I'm separated, what would my business, all like every possible social situation, what would it be like? What would I do on Friday nights? What would I do on Saturdays watching college football, right? What would I do after skiing? It was all of these places that alcohol had a little bit of hold in my life. And so truth be told, I went into the meeting. Uh, I sat in the back with my hat pulled down. I hope no one saw me. And I listened to some extraordinary speakers. I listened to people share tales and stories that blew my mind at how awful they were. 
Uh, there was a woman who had a restraining order, for, uh, like her kids and, and ex-husband had a restraining order. She'd gotten in like four car accidents with the kids in the car. You know, she was drinking a bottle of vodka a day. It was, it was nuts. And yet here she was on the other side, which is what was inspiring. So I walked out of that meeting at the end of the night with two pretty clear ideas. One, I didn't think I was an alcoholic. Uh, I was there voluntarily and I didn't really want to drink. But two, I really wanted to quit. I looked at those people and said, if they can do it with, with even more extreme situations, then I can do it with a less extreme situation. It was just, just became like a stake in the ground. Like, all right, I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to see what happens. And then what I, what I did next was actually have lunch with a woman that I knew who was a therapist who I knew she had quit a couple years, a couple years before she had shared that story with me. And she told me that she just did it on her own. And I had felt from going to the AA meeting and again, uh, full disclosure, I went to a couple more before realizing they were just kind of depressing me and nothing against AA. Like AA has done amazing things for, a, for mil- more, many more people than I ever will. So I'm grateful that it exists. It just wasn't the path that I wanted to take, nor did I think it was the necessary medicine for what I had going on. So I talked to her and she said, do this, go a year, go 12 months without drinking. Like if you're a strong guy, you're a dedicated guy, you're a disciplined guy, like make the decision right here in my, in my office and go a year. And if you can't go a year, that's something to look into. That's something to explore. Like if you've made the hard decision, but yet you're, you find yourself four months in giving up on it, there you go. You have an opening for some exploration. If you can go a year, then most likely you're not an alcoholic and you get to make a decision as to what you want to do at that point. And I went, okay, okay, cool. Here's, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go a year. And I, rem- I remember that you guys, this is really important in the first week or two thinking, and this is a big piece of my story, that this is the entry fee to the life that I want to live. So think about that for a second. I felt like there was this door in front of me. And on the other side of that door was a speaking career, a writing career. I didn't know there'd be a men's movement. I didn't know all the things that I'd have now, but I just had this inkling that I wasn't playing up to my potential. I wasn't living up to my potential. I wasn't expressing myself up to my potential. And my view of what I wanted for myself wasn't coming true. And that was frustrating as shit. And so when I looked at the door, I thought, okay, on the other side of the door is all of this, but here's the caveat. Here's the rub to the door. I don't get to walk through that door with alcohol and pot with me. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Those are very small things to let go of in light of what the reward is on the other side or in light of what the benefit is or the life that I would get to live, you know, 24 seven for the next 40, 50 years. That's what I was after. So giving up drinking was the entry fee to the paradigm, to the shift, to the, whatever you want to call it, the up level in consciousness from going from a blue belt at life to a brown belt at life. Couldn't do that and still drink. And so to give you guys a little backstory, again, like I wasn't a big drinker. I'd probably gotten drunk, drunk twice in the last five, six years, and I hated it. 
actually, you know, I'm an active guy. I love to get up early in the morning, but it was, it was in my life. I owned a gym. So there were, you know, I owned a CrossFit gym. So there were Saturday beers after the workout. There were beers in business meetings. There were beers on the weekends watching football. There, there were beers, right? Like, so there was, there was alcohol. And so giving it up to me was less about my relationship with the substance and more about changing my relationship to social situations, right? What was I going to do at our company Christmas party, the gym Christmas party? What was I going to do on Saturday when the guys got together to watch football? What was I going to do, as I said earlier, on a date? Those were my big concerns, not, oh my God, how am I going to make it to 10 a.m. in the morning with my hand shaking because it doesn't have vodka? So just to give you some clear idea. So I set out on this year. Okay, let's do this. Go a year. And what I found very quickly was the challenges were just people questioning me. Like my best friends like, hey man, are you sure this is what you want to do? And I remember someone saying like, if you're an alcoholic, I'm an alcoholic. And telling him, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm quitting. You guys don't get this. This is this weird conversation I need to have around alcohol that I, I'm just not going to do it anymore, even though it's not destroying my life. It's not heroin. It's not a cocaine and hooker problem. It's just, hey, there's this thing that I want to outgrow. Kind of like, I don't know, like fast food or something. But people wouldn't be like, dude, are you sure you want to give up McDonald's? Right? So that was a lot of the question. And it did challenge some people. I remember specifically someone who was very, very close to me when I told him, he was like, I'm going to take you out for a martini. You know, like, this is stupid. Like, let's go get a drink right now. I was like, you don't get it, man. I'm quitting. This isn't about you. It's not about, it's, it's not about addiction. It's about my relationship to the world. So I did have some hard things to go through, right? They're all the firsts. And I'd love to tell you that there was no anxiety. The first time I was at a wedding and there was champagne, there was no anxiety at that Christmas party, which I'll get to in a second. There was no anxiety like, you know, being the only guy with sparkling water at a bar watching football with my friends. It felt weird. It felt uncomfortable, but it didn't feel detrimental and it didn't feel impossible. And what I found was what was challenging was probably the first 30 minutes of being somewhere, right? So go to a wedding and my, my old go-to reaction was go to the bar, get a drink, drink it, go to the bar, get another drink, walk around with it and have that drink as the feel or like the barrier between me and whoever I'm talking to. Gave me something to do, help me relax. I'm moderately an anxious person, just et cetera. But what happened after the first half hour was no one was asking me questions and I realized no one gave a shit what I had in my glass. If I did have it, I could have a glass of water and people weren't like, so is that vodka? It was just nothing. And as the night went on, I realized most people turn into jackasses. And I would look at drunk people and go, oh my God, I was never like that, right? You never, oh, I was never like that. I never got in someone's face two inches away and told them how much I love them. I never stumbled getting out of a chair. You guys fucking kidding me? I did all of that shit and so do you. And so I got to get, get a, a view of what does alcohol do to people? And this was just the, the, the intermediary there, like the intermediate part of it. Sure, I also got to see, oh, wow, those two people are getting in a fight. Those two people are screaming at each other. That person just got in their car. 
all of that shit. And I got to see kind of the truth of what's on the other side of the night with alcohol. Now, I said I'd come back to this Christmas party. To give you some, some insight, pardon me while I grab some coffee. My gym, CrossFit Pacific Coast of Santa Barbara, had this legendary Christmas party every year. Imagine, you know, 150, 200 CrossFitters, just type A humans who work out together all the time, now coming in one event, drinking, dancing, doing drugs, having sex in the bathroom. It was fucking awesome. And Christmas 2015, I showed up with a six pack of ginger beer and a lot of questions from people, you know, because it was kind of public, but not, you know, I didn't make some grand announcement that I'd quit drinking. And I remember one of the coaches that worked for me pulling me aside and she's like, why, why are you doing this? I said, I, I just, I'm, I'm quitting. I, I, it's kind of the same thing. Like, Hey, I don't think it serves me anymore. I want to get to this next level. Uh, it's not a, a, a cute thing. Like I, I want to experience my life in this way. And she said, do you realize that if you give up alcohol, if you stop smoking pot, I think I told her like I was quitting porn too. If you live this way, this will put you in 1% of the population. Why would you want to do that? Think about that, you guys. This is at a high-level gym where we, have, we are turning people into 1% of the top athletic human in the world. And yet, looking at alcohol, she couldn't make that connection. And I did say to her, I want to be in the top 1% of humans. This is what I work for. This is what I talk about. This is me being an integrity. I want to have a business that's in the top 1%. I want my physicality to be in the top 1%. I want my relationship with the divine or consciousness to be in the top 1%. I want to write books. I want to give talks. I want to lead workshops, yada, yada, yada. 1% of people I know are doing that. So think about that. That goes back to the entry fee. And that was the price that I was willing to make. And when I did make it, here's what happened, right? So here's the after effect. I got to look in the mirror, and I hope you do too, if this is something you're considering or you've done. You get to look in the mirror and say, I am in integrity. All these journal entries about a seven-figure company, all these journal entries about this book I want to write, this TED talk I want to give, this movement I want to start, these million men I want to affect. To me, I'm in integrity with all of those because there isn't this glaring elephant in the room which says, yeah, I want to do kick-ass, amazing, all the time, fucking awesome shit except for Thursday night through Sunday morning when I'm drinking. Or except for that once every two months brutal hangover, which I just don't know what, how it happened. I might not have eaten, but fuck, now this day's, now I have the flu for 24 hours. And if you're over 30, you have the flu for like three days, right? Like it's stuff, let's be honest, it just stops getting fun to drink anyway. So that was the beauty, like it opened up. I was in integrity. So I felt good about myself. And there's this cumulative effect that happens. Hear this, for those of you who are considering, of waking up Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, early, clear-headed, healthy. And you do that week after week. 
And then you do that month after month. And then you do that year after year. And the accumulation of positivity, the relationship with consciousness that happens as you go deeper and deeper and deeper, your relationship with the world, because now you've had to go to 50 weddings, 50 cocktail parties, 50 after drink occasions, and gone from, hey guys, um, yeah, so I'm kind of doing this thing where I'm not really drinking right now. And yeah, 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 go ahead, make fun of me. Call me the things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, sorry, I just don't drink. With like pure integrity, pure power, pure fullness, pure consciousness behind it. Like looking someone right in the eye going, yeah, I just don't drink. You're free to, but I don't. And having zero twitch in my stomach, like zero guilt, shame, apprehension, embarrassment, zero. And actually turning the corner on that conversation and feeling powerful. It's a big word, feeling powerful. Every time I say to someone, oh, no, thank you. I just don't drink. Right in the follow-up question, like, oh, did you go to AA? Are you okay? No, just don't drink. Thanks, though. Like next topic, it's, it's, it's actually tell me why you drink, right? That's like the, the, the fascinating conundrum is like, switch it back. Tell me the benefits you get from drinking, right? Oh, you have a gym membership. You go to the gym how many times a week? Great. How does, how does drinking benefit that? Oh, oh, it doesn't. Oh, you have your own company, right? You're starting this, you're an entrepreneur. Tell me how, how getting wasted on Friday night helped your business. Oh, it didn't. And again, if people make the conscious choice to drink, I have no problem with that. Like I'm not anti-alcohol. A lot of my friends still drink. I love them. I, I appreciate the way they live. It works for them. But here's the deal. They're conscious of it. They make a conscious decision. It's not just the societal, civilized default. This is just what we do. Right. So, and let me add, let me add a couple more benefits because I think this stuff's really, really important. Or talk about one thing uh, first is dating. Most people, like I can't imagine dating without alcohol, which again, interesting idea, isn't it? I thought originally I would not be able to date sober or not be able to date as someone who doesn't drink. And to this day, I can count on one hand how many women have said, oh, wow, you don't drink? I don't think that works for me. I really need to go out and have a martini or a glass of wine with my blah, blah, blah. And what's more curious to me about that is one, how low the number is, which was fascinating. I didn't think that would be the case, but that's the case. Two, how is your life, my potential date, if me making a healthy choice intimidates you or you sitting across the table at an event talking to me can't be done without alcohol? It makes me not interested in that woman as opposed to me worrying why that woman's not interested in me. And this is, you know, I'm using women because I'm straight, but whatever it is, change out the gender. I don't care. Why does that person need to be inebriated to get to know you? Why does that person need to have, take the edge off, quote unquote, to have a conversation with another human being? So truly what I did find though, guys listening to this was the flip side was unbelievable amounts of women saying, oh my God, I'm so thankful you don't drink. I'm so thankful we can go on a date and not just sit in a bar and stare at a glass and bullshit with each other. Talk about surface level stuff. 
I'm so glad that I will never have to worry about you having too many drinks and pushing the line with me, being rude with me, picking a fight with me, assaulting me, crashing a car with me in it, getting in a fight, like all the things that women have to put up with because they date guys who drink. And ask any woman, what's, the, what's your favorite story about your partner getting or, or a potential date getting wasted? Right? I wrote in Today I Rise about uh, meeting a woman in a bar in, the hell was I? That might have been in New Mexico, who was so wasted, she couldn't even stand up. Showed up to a first date like that. Right? That's my story. Most women have hundreds of those stories. So that's, that's, let's clear that out of the way. Secondly, this is a biggie, especially for guys, especially for guys in my movement, especially for guys considering an uncivilized lifestyle, but for women as well. Every time you have to show up and do something new, you grow. So every time I went to a wedding and it was challenging, I grew. First time I had to dance at a wedding, sober, I grew. First date, hey, I don't drink, I grew. Right? And now on the other side, five years later, I can see the accumulation of all those minute situations in which I had to hold my integrity or speak from a place of power. And more importantly, how to learn to do it. It doesn't just happen, right? There is no like, oh, you've quit drinking. Now every social situation will be super smooth and you won't be anxious or there'll be no um, uncomfortability. No, getting uncomfortable is where we grow. Getting uncomfortable is how we grow. Getting uncomfortable, having to make maneuvers, shifts, holding things that, that may be hard to hold in ourselves with our energy, with our integrity, and then coming out on the other side. That's how we grow. So I look at how I write, how I speak, how I interact with an audience, the relationship I have standing on stage, the relationship I have with someone reading my work, and the effectiveness of it. And I can tie it back to not drinking. I get asked all the time, like, how did you find your writing voice? You write so abrasively yet so powerfully. And, and I tell people, honestly, I quit drinking five years ago. That made me, and then I had to stop apologizing for that. When I stopped apologizing for quitting drinking, it made me stop apologizing for doing a lot of shit in my life. One of which was write like a motherfucker. Right, right under the mantra, fuck them with words. It was easy to not write that powerfully, knowing like, eh, I'll just crack a beer. Eh, I'm gonna take the afternoon off. Drink and watch football. Smoke a joint, jerk off a couple times. Eh, all of that intensity and energy leaks out of my body then and leaks out of yours. But yet when you consolidate your energy, and I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here. When you consolidate your energy fully, and then direct it at something, it is infinitely more powerful. So if you're leaking from alcohol, you're leaking from drugs, you're leaking from porn, you're leaking from shopping, you're leaking from whatever your thing is, this is about specifically about alcohol, and you stop that leak, that energy is now yours to use and direct. And so here's the last benefit that I have found from quitting drinking. A number of my friends have also quit drinking. Interesting, isn't it? Right? Some, some power players that I know 
have gone, yeah, you know what? Like I quit after we talked and it wasn't some big fanfare. Like there was no five Instagram posts about them quitting drinking and smashing bottles. I didn't even know. Right. I didn't know my, my buddy, Mark quit drinking, Mark Groves, Connor Beaton recently quit drinking. Jeremy Goldberg and I were like, he's like, yeah, I just stopped for a while. Great, great humans doing great, great things. Powerful men, men you look at and go, oh, wow, I want to be like them. They're super inspiring. They quit drinking. A couple of my friends from the East Coast quit drinking. When I asked them, they'd say, well, you know, we, we just kind of saw you do it and you seem to be thriving. And so it's not this like grandiose thing. Like I'm trying to walk around as an evangelist quitting drinking. I did it entirely for me. Hear that. I did it entirely for me. And if you're thinking about that, first do it for you. Yes, you're doing it for your kids. Yes, you're doing it for your spouse. Yes, you're doing it for your partner. Yes, you're doing it for potential future partners. But it has to come down for you doing it for you. I know that the next woman I date, live with, marry, will never, ever, ever, ever have to put up with a drunk me. We'll never get in a drunk argument. We'll never get in a drunk fight. I'll never say something stupid because I was drunk that I need to apologize for, ever. And guess what? I also know, if you guys could just hear that, my stomach just grumbled, sorry. <laughs> I also know that I'll never have to put up with that. I'll never have to wake up and go, oh man, what happened? I'll never have to go look at the front of my truck and be like, holy shit, what did I hit? I'll never have to look at a, a hole punched in the wall and not remember doing it. Right? So that's also the gift that I'm giving myself. And if you're interested in this, you can reach out to me with a question, traver at manuncivilized.com. If you're interested in this, give it a go for a month. Give it a go for two months. Give it a go for a year. Right? You don't have to make sweeping, sweeping absolutes. People ask me all the time, will you ever drink again? Like, I don't know. I haven't made this, this like, no, I will never. And if there's you know, alcohol in the droplet bottle of my herbs that I'm taking, I've sinned. If I have two kombuchas in a day, I'm out of integrity. No, I just don't drink alcohol. That's it. And I welcome you to take the same experiment to undergo the same process and to learn as much about yourself as you can, because perhaps for you too, the entry fee to getting what you want and getting where you want to go and living in the way that you want to live, waking up into the reality that you want to wake up into, perhaps the, way, the entry fee for you too is quitting drinking. If it is, I'm here to support you. If it is a number of people who I know, teach with, congregate with, hang out with, love, they'll all, they'll all support you as well. And guys listening to this, if you are interested in joining a movement of brothers, of men who are on the path, so you do not have to do this work alone, you don't, you don't have to fear isolation. You have men in your life who will both support you and call you forth to your highest self. Oh, something just fell. Sorry about that. 
if this is you, if you're listening to this and going like, I don't know how to do this alone. Every guy in my police department, every guy in my fire department, all of my male friends, everybody in my office, they all drink. They think meditation's stupid. They, they don't want to work out. They're not interested in the path. They're not interested in up-leveling their consciousness. If you, that's you, if you're the lone wolf out there, you're the nice guy out there, I invite you to join us in the uncivilized nation. It is a powerful, powerful group of men. And you guys, I have made this group, I've made the entry fee as cheap as I possibly can. It is $5,000 to work with me personally. It is $3,000 to work with one of my coaches. But I have made the entry fee to the nation significantly less than a dollar a day. If you want in or if you're listening to this and you know a man who could benefit, go to www.manuncivilized.com forward slash the nation and get your ass in gear with us. For the rest of you, thank you for listening to this. Thank you for all of your support. If you think this is going to help someone, please share it with them. Like that is the point of me doing this is I know there are guys, especially during this virus, who are drinking too much, who are smoking too much, who are not proud of themselves, who go, okay, I want to do this, but I don't know how. All right, you guys, love you. Stay healthy, stay sane, stay uncivilized. Cheers.